All right, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you tonight for your goodness, for your mercy, for just being the God we can rely on, faithful and true. Tonight, Lord, we just uh, just want to lift up uh, these verses to you, and uh, we just want to take them deep, deep into our heart, Lord, that we might serve you better. And it's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. All right, so it's good to see everybody tonight, and um, as you can see, Nate is not here, and um, the Murphys are off on a little trip this week, and uh, so we just wish them well and, and play that, pray they have a blessed time this week. Um, Tonight, uh, if you've been following along with us uh, in the Bible, you know, we've been going, um, uh, we've been in the major prophets, and um, actually tonight should have been Daniel, but uh, we had a little mix-up between Nate and I about who was going to be teaching uh, which, which Wednesday, and so... Actually, Nate's going to teach, I think he alluded to that last week, he's going to teach Daniel next week, and uh, today I'm going to start with, in the Minor Prophets, with uh, Hosea. And uh, Hosea is a very, very uh, interesting book um, in many, many ways, and it's so very applicable uh, to us and... and, um, this time that we're in now and this time that uh, even that they were going through uh, back in the 8th century BC which is when Hosea uh, was was uh, presenting his prophecies Um, again just out of introduction um, Hosea starts the last 12 books of the Old Testament and those books um, I found it interesting in my studies uh, how they were lumped together. You see, the, those last 12 books, because they, they came in uh, this part of the Bible because uh, they could fit onto one scroll. You know, so many of the other books of the major prophets, uh, they, you know, they took up a whole scroll on their own, like Ezekiel, Isaiah, you know, those are longer longer books and they had a lot more to say to uh, to the people um, but that doesn't make you know even though they call the, these guys the minor prophets there's nothing minor about their message um, unfortunately uh, uh, being called the minor prophets you know um, I think of course my mind goes to baseball minor leagues major leagues <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, again, there's nothing there's nothing minor about these messages that these guys um, these guys prophesied at that time. Um, Hosea, again, he he's the first book of the minor prophets, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he's it's the 28th uh, book of the Bible. Um, he was a contemporary of both Amos. And uh, Isaiah started his ministry towards the end of, of uh, Hosea's ministry. Again, I think I said it before, he is in the 8th century BC, uh, which is in the 750s, 40s, 30s. Uh, in fact, he, he, uh, 
he was one that uh, saw Samaria fall in 722 when the Assyrians uh, came in and, and took over Israel. And Hosea, even Isaiah and um, and uh, he, let's see, let's see, Isaiah and Amos, they prophesied mainly to the um, Judah and Judah and, and those tribes. And Hosea's message was delivered mainly to um, the northern kingdom. In fact, it was all towards the northern kingdom. And uh, again, he lasted about 60 years, his ministry did. And um, their, their messages would contain both warnings and promises uh, for the people of Israel. Um, so let's, uh, before I get into the scripture, uh, one other thing I wanted to say about Hosea was that his name means salvation. And it's a, actually a derivative of Joshua, which means God is salvation. But Hosea was uh, just meant uh, salvation. Um, Hosea, he was married. He, and we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. And he fathered three children, at least three children. But the three we're going to talk about today, they all... Um, they all have a prominent role in, in this book and in this scripture. And in his, uh, they play a critical part in, in his prophetic message that he has. Um, his book, uh, as far as being how we look at it, it's, it can be probably divided into two main parts. And chapters one through three uh, are, are uh, about the prologue and, and the intro uh, to the main message. And then chapters four through 14, uh, they're a series of sermons that, that uh, Hosea uh, preached. And we can break it down even farther. Uh, there were three themes that uh, in those second uh, series of sermons, uh, four through seven, uh, chapters four through seven uh, were the cause of sin. Uh, chapters eight through 13 spoke of the coming judgment uh, upon Israel. And chapter 14 uh, was the promise of restoration. Um, Interestingly enough, about 56% of, of his message is predictive. And those predictions included the fall of Israel, the deliverance of Judah, uh, the coming Messiah, of Messiah, and the return of Israel to the Lord. And um, I, Hosea would actually see some of those um, some of the prophecies come to pass, as I said before, uh, he would see the fall of Samaria to the Assyrians. So, Hosea, we're going to start at chapter 1. Again, the majority of what I'm going to be talking about tonight is probably going to be mainly just in the first three chapters. Um, so, we'll jump around a little bit, but not a whole lot. Um, so, 
chapter 1 verse 1 the word of the Lord that came to Hosea the son of Beeri in the days of Uzziah Jotham Ahaz and Hezekiah kings of Judah and in the days of Jeroboam the son of Joash king of Israel and we want to take note um, about uh, how God introduced uh, the in this first this first verse um, it's kind of puts forth the whole backdrop in the setting uh, for Hosea um, as you notice he mentioned uh, four different kings of Judah and this is kind of to establish the timeline and even though he didn't mention any uh, other kings of Israel other than uh, Jeroboam and this was Jeroboam the second we know that Jer the first Jeroboam was the one that kind of was instrumental in splitting off uh, from Judah and, and the tribe of Judah and Benjamin uh, back at, uh, again after Rehoboam made some pretty silly mistakes but uh, anyway Jeroboam the second and Israel to Hezekiah and Judah that's kind of the timeline there was actually six more kings of Israel after um, Jeroboam the second but Hosea mentions none of those guys in, in his uh, in, in, in his prophecies um, Jeroboam the second uh, like all of Israel's kings was evil and uh, even though it's it's interesting that um, all of the history of of Israel, uh, Jeroboam the second was kind of presided over a time of great prosperity um, in in Israel. But the problem was that prosperity went along with immorality. Um, God had all raised up prior to Hosea, Jonah and Joel and Amos to call Israel back to himself but uh, their messages uh, were ignored and so uh, after Jeroboam there were 40 more years uh, until uh, Israel would fall to Assyria and um, that was those years were full of chaos and immorality uh, in, in, the, those, in that kingdom in that northern kingdom but part of Hosea's message and the theme uh, of Hosea is the backsliders can come back and uh, you know Drew talked about a little bit uh, tonight um, about uh, God's goodness and about how he wants us always to return to him and so um, in verse 2 um, when uh, verse 2 says when the Lord began to speak by Hosea the Lord said to Hosea go take yourself a wife of harlotry and children of harlotry for the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord um, these verses pretty much contain the heart of Hosea's message uh, he did he there were three commands that the Lord gave uh, to Hosea and and that the first two commands are in the, in those verses I just read and uh, the first one was take 
take a wife of harlotry and uh, I want to I want you to turn with me real quick over uh, to chapter 3 and verse 1 uh, because in that first verse there that's the third command it says then the Lord said to me go again love a woman who is loved by a lover and committing adultery just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans so we'll get to that uh, that third command in a minute but I, I just wanted to show you where that was at um, again his first command was to take a wife of harlotry and what was God's intention uh, in this and there's been uh, kind of some disagreement uh, about it uh, some commentators um, some say that uh, for that he was to take a wife who um, who had been in adultery but then had come back to the Lord um, and uh, the message and that's kind of the message of the gospel uh, like all of us uh, God takes marred people and he has a future plan for them and that's uh, that's for each and every one of us we know we are all born into sin and we know we're all sinners and um, more of the theme of, of this message is that uh, you know we all know that there's some things we do uh, even though we know we're saved uh, you know you get out on the road and somebody pulls out in front of you or you know and there, there's just so many different things that can cause us to to fall um, now we don't lose our salvation obviously because of something like that but we have to be ever vigilant and ever on the alert and um, you know as uh, God has a has a plan for all of us a future plan for all of us and we just have to stay faithful submit to the Holy Spirit and that God will work that plan out in our lives um, the, the second thing that may have been about this wife uh, that she was a wife who God would knew would be unfaithful uh, after uh, she was married to to uh, Hosea and the third thing is it could be a combination of both those things um, you know we know that and that's probably is uh, to me it just seems that um, God knows everything so he knew she was going to be unfaithful and maybe she had been unfaithful before um, but the thing I love about Hosea in verse 3 it says so he went and took Gomer the daughter of Diblam and she conceived and bore him a son and um, so Hosea even though he knew possibly that this lady had been in adultery that she might have been a sinner he still obeyed the Lord he did what the Lord told him to do and uh, oddly enough uh, Gomer means completion and um, you know as as we as we read on through this we're gonna find that Hosea is a picture of, of Christ 
um, he chose a marred bride and that marred bride is us um, the church and um, he, but he sent his son Jesus to complete us and completion in Christ always brings peace joy and love and uh, when we're faithful to, to obey the Lord and um, unfortunately sometimes we don't remain faithful but um, again uh, this is the situation that breaks the Lord's heart um, when we backslide and and find ourselves uh, going back to the old life you know sometimes we think Oh, well, that old life, that looks really good to us right now, you know. We may be going through some kind of, um, uh, you know, tribulation or some kind of trial in our life. And, and we, we wish, oh, I wish I was back in, you know, such and such time when all this wasn't happening to me. But um, we have to be faithful to the Lord. Um, the second command, uh, which we read up there in verse 2, again, was about, uh, and children of harlotry, um, go take yourself a wife of harlotry and children of harlotry. Uh, Gomer actually gives birth. She, she leaves, um, she leaves Hosea and, uh, during the time that she's gone, she actually gives uh, birth. Um, the first, uh, actually she gives birth to three, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting messed up, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, so actually I want to go back to verse three again and then then the Lord said to him, Call his name Jezreel for a little while. I will avenge the bloodshed of Jezreel on the house of Jehu and bring an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. It shall come to pass in that day that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. So Jezreel means scattered. And that's what the Lord was going to do. He was going to scatter Israel and we know when the Assyrians came in, they took 28,000 uh, of the Samaritans and, and the, what was left of those northern tribes and, and took them to Assyria and, and scattered them all out all over the place. And um, God gave uh, Israel over to Assyria because of, of her disobedience and uh, in verse 4 though he promises to bring an end to the northern kingdom and that's what we we saw right there and bring an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel um, so the second uh, child that was born to Gomer was called Lo Ruhama and that means no mercy and uh, God is declaring uh, at this time uh, that uh, mercy has, the mercy for Israel has come to an end. Uh, as for every man, our time to make a decision for Christ is here until we die. And after that, there's death. And we've got no, that we have to make a decision for Christ now. And God's declaring in that time that the, 
Israel's mercy had come to an end. Uh, and it starts in verse 6. And she conceived again and bore a daughter. Then God said to him, Call her name Lo-Ruhamah, for I will no longer have mercy on the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. Yet, yet I will have mercy on the house of Judah, will save them by the Lord their God, and will not save them by bow, nor by sword, or battle, by horses or horsemen. And uh, so that was uh, a couple of future predictions there. First of all, um, Israel was going to come to an end. But Judah was going to be saved. And why were they going to be saved? Because there were times in uh, Judah's history to where they did go back to the Lord and they had revival. And revival is something that, um, you know, I think I talked about a little bit Sunday. That's something that we need to have uh, in this country right now because um, just our country is... is fallen into chaos and um, we need divine intervention just like Judah received when uh, during the time of Hezekiah and that's what um, Hosea is talking about here um, you know Hezekiah prayed to the Lord and uh, we find that in uh, let's see I think it was in 2nd Kings and um, also in Isaiah and Second Chronicles, all all three of those. Um, I'm not going to get into all that. We've we've read about that before. But in, when Hezekiah uh, was rescued, and like 180,000 of the Assyrians under Sennacherib was, uh, they were just they just died. We don't know what happened to him. The angel of the Lord struck him down, and that's what happened to him. Uh, but again, that's, that's because of their revival uh, at times. Now we know eventually that Judah fell by the wayside too. They, they fell into idolatry as well. And, uh, but anyway, um, going on uh, verse 8, Chapter 1, verse 8. Now when she had weaned lo Rohama, she conceived and bore a son. Then God said, Call his name Loami, for you are not my people, and I will not be your God. So that was kind of not my people. Uh, tragically, um, Gomer had returned to uh, her former life. And she had a child by, this third child by another man. Um, so, and then that's kind of where we need to go to, before, I, before we do go to chapter three, um, I, wanted, I wanted to read though, uh, verse 10. It says, yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered, and it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there it shall be said to them, you are sons of the living God. So there Hosea is talking about there will be restoration for Israel. There will be restoration for Israel. 
Um, again, uh, so um, Gomer had returned to her former life by, uh, and had a child by another man, as we said before. And, but what happened was, that again, here in verse, uh, in chapter 3, verse uh, 1, the Lord said to me, go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagan. So Hosea, he, he did it again. He obeyed the Lord. He went and took Gomer back and uh, he was able to illustrate uh, those you know it's an illustration of although uh, Hosea uh, he loved and raised this child like uh, he was his own uh, and it was an illustration to show that God's people um, were no longer God's people um, because of what what she had done, what Gomer had done. Backsliding, that's that's again kind of the theme of, of this whole this whole teaching that Hosea is trying um, to bring out. Uh, and it's a story of unfaithfulness. As as we saw Israel, as we see Israel, they were they just didn't uh, they didn't do what they were supposed to do God Israel were God's people they knew what they needed to be doing but they didn't do it they fell into idolatry immorality um, and it was just spiritual chaos in all their lives because uh, they, they didn't want to know. I mean, my gosh, they were worshiping a cow. <laughs> Have you ever been in the cow pasture? <laughs> I mean, seriously, how can you worship a cow? Uh, it's unbelievable. Um, but uh, again, and, and we see in... Uh, chapter 3 verse 1 again that third command go love her again and um, she was enslaved by sin and just like Jesus redeems us Hosea redeemed his bride um, you know sin always looks glamorous but in the end sin always leads to slavery and um, it's if you read down here in the next verse uh, it says in verse 2 chapter 3 verse 2 it says so I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one one half homers of barley and I said to her you shall stay with me many days you shall not play the harlot nor shall you have a man so too will I be towards you so he takes her back he loves her like God loves us and that's the point, the whole point that God's trying to, to make is that when we return to him, we belong to Jesus. And uh, this, book, this whole book is an illustration of what Jesus has done um, for us. Um, 
So I had a little bit more here, but I'm about out of time. So I just want to finish up by saying, um, why study Hosea? Why, why do we study Hosea? Well, again, it's a picture of salvation. Um, we've been chosen for salvation, each and every one of us, each and every one of us. Yet, if we're not careful, we can leave our true love, which is God, for the pleasures of this world. And that's what we want to uh, stay away from. Uh, there's so many things that Satan can throw at us nowadays. He knows our weaknesses and he knows uh, how he can best attack us. And if we're not on guard and put on that spiritual armor, um, uh, Satan can have his way. Uh, however, even when we do fall at time, and at times we all do, we can call it backsliding or whatever you want to call it. God continues to pursue us and uh, to bring us back to Him. Uh, it's it's a message that God still and always loves us, and that's the message of of the whole Scripture. Uh, you can return to the Lord. I mean, um, Luke 15 talks about the lost sheep and about the lost coin and one of my favorite ones about the prodigal son. All those people or all those things are just illustrations of how God seeks us out to bring us back to him when, when we fall away from him. Um, and also, uh, lastly, Hosea is, is a beautiful illustration of marriage. Uh, Hosea's marriage uh, was betraying God's love. Uh, Ephesians 5.22, and we've heard it many times, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And then in uh, verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. God loves us, each and every one of us. He cares about us. He loves us. And this was uh, Hosea's message. The Israel, you know, they, they wouldn't listen. God sent them numerous people over hundreds of years, but they just would not listen. They were hung up in worshiping cows and, and silliness. And uh, that's what we can find ourselves doing if, if we let the world influence us. So um, I hope you, you can see what Hosea was trying to tell. I'm not sure I gave the best representation of it tonight. But uh, again, God loves you and he loves all of us. And uh, he wants us as Jesus said, he wants us to be chicks and be underneath his wing so he can take care of us. So Lord, we just thank you tonight for your goodness, for your mercy, for your love for us, Lord. Help us, um, if we find ourselves in that, in that dry and thirsty land, Lord, help us, uh, show us the way back to you, Lord. Help us to return to you and uh, just... Uh, feel your presence Lord uh, we love you Lord and we know how much you love us you proved that by sending your son Jesus to the cross for us 
So lead us and guide us, Lord, as we leave this place this evening. And Lord, if it be your will, help us to bring others to you, Lord, because there are so many lost sheep uh, out there that need to know about the joy and peace that comes from relationship with you, Lord. We just want to glorify your name, Lord, and uh, give you all the glory you deserve. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.